guys, this is Desi, and welcome back to my podcast, Candle in a Dark Room. So today, my special guest is Paige Watts, and she is a digital creator on Instagram. She has over 200,000 followers and is known for really cool, crazy, unique pictures that she takes and kind of behind the scenes. I've been following her for a while, and while I've been following her, I mean, she's beautiful. You think she has so much confidence with all these pictures, but she actually has struggled with body dysmorphia and some other mental health things, and so that's why I brought her on here today. So Paige, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so... So again, I mean, you're such an influencer on Instagram, and so I think it's so good for people to see that even influencers like you who have your pictures and stuff taken 24-7 still have these issues, and so that's why I think it's so important to share. Yeah, definitely. I think more creators struggle than you would think. Really? Yeah. And do you th- I think that maybe that has a lot to do with the picture thing, because it kind of is a confidence booster? Yeah. I don't know where it stems for, for everybody. I know that I've struggled way back, like junior high, high school, so for me... It's not really stemming from social media. Okay. Um, there's sometimes where I'm like, oh man, like I look big in that picture. We're like, that mm. girl's so fit and skinny. Why can't I be like that? Right. So obviously, I mean, it has to play a part, but for me, that's not technically where it stems from. So can you kind of go into that and kind of tell us your story of how it all kind of came about and then how you got to where you yeah, are today? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, growing up, like my parents were awesome. My family was awesome. There was no like, you can't eat that. You can't eat this. Like you look this way. You need to look like this. But I think just the things I was involved in, I was involved in like dance and cheer. And I've tried to pinpoint exactly the moment where it came from. I don't remember food related stuff because I do have issues seeing food in a negative way, which Mm. sounds so crazy. Just like negative relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really hard. But as far as body image, I remember my goal. This is the, the time I could pinpoint where I'm like, wow, that's an issue is in high school. My goal was for my cheer coach to tell me that I looked skinny. And so I would work out and work out and work out and eat healthy, healthy, healthy until that moment came. And then after that, I'm like, but I'm still not skinny enough. Like, I don't look good enough. Mm. And I think it's just started to kind of downhill from there. How has that affected your mental health wise? You know, it's really hard. I think for me still to this day, it's like a day to day thing. Like, I have to remind myself, I have to wake up in the morning and be like, you're beautiful, you're strong. Even this morning I went to yoga. It's like a yoga sculpt class. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning they have you set an intention. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, okay, Paige, like this intention's for you. Like your body is so strong. You are able to do all these things. Just remember that you are physically, mentally, emotionally strong. I saw that you had struggled with even going to the gym yesterday. Yes. Yesterday, I could not even get myself to go in. I woke up, and I was just having a bad morning with, like, Instagram stuff, and that, too, is kind of a emotional, mental roller coaster. Because, mm-hmm. like, people only see the images and, like, my behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. they don't really know what it takes and how Instagram algorithms work and numbers fluctuate. It's just really, really hard. I'm not even close to your level, and I'm struggling with it. I'm like, yeah. you have to constantly be on it or else constantly. you basically just disappear. Yeah. And so it's crazy, that and pressure. Like right now I'm going through this thing where I am losing followers rapidly and I'm trying to mentally be like it's fine you try not to take it personally yeah yeah which is super hard because yeah it's like well what am I doing wrong and I totally get that because I'll see that I'll get 10 followers in a day and then I lose five yeah well I guess they looked at my page and it wasn't cool enough and so they left yeah and so I totally get that why how that can kind of mess with your your head yeah it's really really weird it just seems so off like I even reached out to Instagram and being like what's going on like this is crazy I've never seen it like this oh wow so I don't know but then so what kind of happened yesterday when you were in that funk of I just can't even do this right now so I I woke up and I was just really sad and I'm like okay when I'm sad, I go work out and take it out on the treadmill or like mm-hmm. a boxing bag. Couldn't get myself to go in. I was just so frustrated and sad. So I went home and I am trying to be better at like allowing myself to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. Let because, yourself feel them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're like, that's so dumb that you're so sad about this specific thing. Like, no, allow yourself to feel those mm-hmm. things. And my friend yesterday, she was like, give yourself a time limit. Say two days you can feel mm-hmm. sad. And then you boss up and you move forward and get going. And I tell my followers that all the time. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to sit in it and kind of just be in that moment for a minute. But then like you said, I mean, you can't do it forever because it does start taking a toll on your mental health. 
But it's definitely okay to cry and feel like frustration and all those emotions yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And especially because, again, you have to put on that happy face of, oh, I'm an Instagram influencer, yep. I'm a model, I'm this and that. And so, again, I think that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I can see that building up and kind of like, well, I can't let people see, but this is how I'm really feeling. Yeah, for sure. When I went full-time Instagram, I had a lot of thinking to do before I did go full-time. Mm-hmm. Just about, like, what life would look like, how much I wanted to share. But I told myself, you need to be open and honest and or self or it's not going to work yeah because people want to see that authenticity they want to see that you're authentically you and that's kind of again where I'm struggling right now is I kind of just started this as okay well I'm just going to help people kind of give them influential quotes for the day and those type of things and then people are like messaging like we want to see more of your life and they know my dad's you know obviously passing away like I told you earlier yeah I think that's where I'm struggling right now is it's hard for me to let people see that vulnerability with me. And because on one hand, it's like, no, I created this page to help other people. But then at the same time, like right now with the way things are happening and with my, you know, my dad and stuff, I'm dealing with my own emotions. And so it's definitely hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable in public. Yes, it's so hard. And what I told myself when I first talked about body dysmorphia, it was really scary because I didn't know how the response would be. I didn't know if it was mm-hmm. going to be negative or, oh, you're just doing this for engagement, people will like it, whatever, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I, like you, I'm here to help people, I'm here to encourage people, I'm here to educate people, mm-hmm. but I need to allow people to do that for me. Right. Because I can't always be on, and when I allowed myself to be vulnerable the outreach I got from people supporting and encouraging and giving advice was insane and that's exactly how it is I think we self-doubt more than we're definitely our own worst critics because even the things I have shared about my dad I have gotten no negative comments at all it's all you know and even not even with just my dad I'm also dealing with some court things and other stuff too and again I've been kind of keeping my followers up to date with that and I've been worried about how the reaction's going to be but then it's been the complete opposite of what I expected yep and so I think that's also encouraging when that happens because it's like oh okay so it is okay for me to be vulnerable for sure you said with the body dysmorphia can you kind of explain that a little bit more how would you explain that because with my body dysmorphia when I was younger I saw what I saw is not what other people saw and that's kind of where I really mess up my head like again kind of like the pictures that I've seen on Pinterest where they're looking in the mirror and it's like this skinny person and they're seeing this like obese person that is me to a T okay and it's so hard to explain to people who don't necessarily have that. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for like my friends and family sometimes because I just get so down. And they're like, if you could only see what, what others see? see. And I'm like, I know, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying. I've tried therapists. I've tried affirmations thing. I'm a little bit better. I feel like it's just going to be a day-to-day thing where I have to make the decision to just love who I am. Mm-hmm. But some days it's so hard. It like is. last night, not going to lie. It was kind of a day from hell. I woke up sad, and I think I just put that, sad. like, negative energy out there. But I got home. My friend and I went to work out in the evening. We did some, like, boxing stuff. And she sent me a video that she took of me while boxing. And I watched the video. This is so dramatic, and just, I feel so lame. Saying <laughs> I deleted it, and I sat in my car and just cried. I mean, like you said, I think people haven't been through this. They don't get it. But I completely get get it it. you know I recover from an eating disorder and even still like with the stuff going on with my dad I've struggled with wanting to binge I feel like and I've explained this before is people don't understand when you have a negative relationship with food that's something that follows you yes it's not like if somebody who's recovering from drugs or alcohol because they can avoid that unfortunately with food we have to eat to live like it's in front of us 24 7 and so sometimes I struggle like I just want to eat like a box of donuts I'll just handle it later and so those are the things that are constantly in our face I can see like you know you see a picture of yourself and you're like that is not how I thought I look delete you know I'm really negative with myself my sister-in-law looks at my pictures before I post them and everything and I, she sent me a couple last week, like, nope, delete that one. Nope, I don't like my side profile. <laughs> nope, and like, it's just so hard. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you, I love these. And it's yeah. just, it's so hard. Yeah, for me, when it comes to images, because unfortunately, like, that's my job. Not unfortunately, but it's hard when yeah. you have these issues. I've actually done pretty well with the whole taking pictures for Instagram thing, which is so weird for me to wrap my mind around. Because mm-hmm. my day-to-day life, I look in the mirror and I'm like, 
like turn to the side and I'll be like, what's going on? Yeah. But for images, I usually just have my photographer pick one or two of her favorites and she'll edit them and that's all I see. And I don't... You're not like super fizzy. No, I'm like, I don't want to see them all. Like I'd rather not see them all because Mm -hmm. I know that gets me going into like a downward spiral. So that's been helpful, I think. Why do you think that is with doing content? How does that like help your self-esteem is by doing with doing that kind of stuff? So content part is for me, I've turned my page into like the creative page. So I don't necessarily look at the picture and see myself and see a human and a body, whatever. I see the creative as a whole. Right. The laundry post I did yesterday. Yeah. Like, okay, is the basket in the right place? Are the clothes moving? Like, and then I'm like, okay, does my face look okay? Or is it making a weird? I don't ever go to my body first. Okay, that's that's really good. And yeah, I think that I think that's what I love about your page as well is it's. I look at it as art. Yeah, is more of the art side because you you do the challenges and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And the stuff that you do, it's like, okay, wait, she's taking a picture with noodles. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the things that you do. But I love it because it's so creative. And I think that also the challenges you do help people step out of their yeah. bubble and, and that's what be I expressive. Hope. Yeah, that's what I'm wanting. With your body stuff, you said that you don't really remember, like, when things change. How do you kind of deal with those things now? Like, when you are having those days where you're really negative, how do you kind of pull yourself out of it? Or do you really just kind of have to let yourself sit in it and wake up the next day? I honestly... It depends. Like, sometimes I just have to, like, sit in it, cry, feel sad, and then, like, today I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go work out, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a better day, and I kind of just try and, like, ignore what happened the day before, you know? Mm -hmm. I know I'm taking, like, the necessary steps to try to get where I want to be, and I'm not just, oh, like, I feel so gross, but I don't go work out, or I'm not eating the right thing. Right. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. You wake up with the intentions of, I'm going to go to the gym today, I'm going to be healthy. That helps with your self-esteem. Yes. I know, like, if I wake up in a slump and I'm kind of just like, I really don't care what I eat today, I'm going to feel like crap all day. Yeah. Where if I wake up, I go to the gym, have protein healthy. shake, and yeah. I get healthy, I feel motivated all day long. Yeah, for sure. To continue that. I'm not, like, like I said, I'm not the best eater. Not necessarily I eat fast food and treats all the time, but I just don't ever know what to eat, and so I don't eat enough. So is like, that I'll what grab, your relationship with food is, is just yeah, not eating enough? not eating enough. And then when I do eat something that's not bad for you, I I still feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be eating this. It's going to make me feel sick or bloated, blah, blah, blah. And so I went and saw a nutritionist, and we were talking about goals. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like my goal is to just feel good. Mm-hmm. I want to feel good mentally. I want to feel good physically. That doesn't necessarily mean losing weight. Right. Just feeling just healthy. Just like feeling healthy and strong mm-hmm. and not bloated and tired and right. all of that. So I know I'm taking the steps I need. Like, okay, I know I need to eat food. I can't just keep eating like protein bars yeah. and shakes. I mean, you probably feel it too. You're a mom. You're on the go. Like, oh, yeah. I'm always just grabbing grabbing protein bars. No, and that's actually like what I was just talking to my husband about the other day is my problem is that I don't eat enough either. Yeah. When, especially when I'm stressed. Like most people eat when they're stressed. Yeah. I either binge or I completely don't do the opposite all. and don't eat at all. And I don't even realize. And I'm also type 1 diabetic. Okay. Which doesn't oh help either. And so sometimes all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 4 o'clock and I haven't even like drink water today. Yeah. And that's where I am, like you said, trying to change that mindset. Of, even if I eat something small, at least it's like putting something in my body, a banana, whatever it is. Yeah, you know? for sure. When you were growing up and you were in school, did you ever deal with, like, any bullying or anything like that that maybe you think triggered it? Or maybe was that, like, something with boy or... Um, I'm not 100% sure I was in high school. There were times where I felt like I was personally bullied. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get me wrong, like, high school was fun and I had a good time, but there were just some people who didn't necessarily like me and so Mm. rumors were spread and stuff like that and so that was really hard I don't know if that necessarily affected like my body image stuff but But I think it definitely had to do with self-confidence self-confidence for sure and a lot of the times I feel very inadequate and Mm. I think that stems from relationships and things like that so that makes sense yeah yeah I mean what I've also remember you talking about with like how you've dealt with anxiety. Yeah. Um, when did that start and kind of how have you dealt with that and how um, you, all of that? So I've always kind of been like an anxious, stressed person. Okay. Even in junior high, even as a child, like I just always remember being like, okay, always having that like 
anxious. Yeah. Whether that's like, I'm not doing something right. I'm not getting something done. Like, Mm. I'm not doing good enough. How can I do better? That's just always, unfortunately, like been in my blood. I do have to say when I went full time, it escalated because I'm now my own business owner Mm. and I don't know how much I'm going to make a month and I don't have a second income. Like I don't have a spouse or anything to help provide. That stress is all on you. Yeah, everything's on me. If my account's not growing, then my numbers aren't growing, and then that could make me lose out on potential jobs. It's just, it all just kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've been super stressed and anxious just about my career in general. But then again, like even when I was working for someone else, like I was still stressed because I wanted to be doing good enough. I wanted to be everybody happy and Mm -hmm. just be like the number one player. So regardless of my circumstance, I feel like I'm always just a little bit on edge Mm -hmm. and stressed, but that's just sadly the way that I work and And the way I get things done. And dealt with it and learned how to live with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Talk about a little bit with why you decided to do this full-time, be an influencer full-time. A while ago, a long time ago. So I've always kind of been into the fashion stuff. I went to Fitum in Los Angeles. Okay. I didn't necessarily work with clothing, but I was in the creative space. My major was visual communications. So that so was, you went to school there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that major encompassed everything from event planning, visual merchandising, crop manufacturing for windows, window displays, drafting, Photoshop, everything visual in the space. And so I thought that I wanted to do window displays and in-store setups for like anthropology because I really love to be creative and hands-on and just like make things. And so after I graduated, I did that for a while, didn't like it. In the meantime, I had my little Instagram, but it was not what it is today very bloggy. Here's my outfit. And then after a while, I was like, no, I really, really want to do fashion styling. And so I'm like, is there like another cool program that I can do to just kind of learn more about it? And so I ended up, I don't know why I did this, but I ended up, I went to Milan for three months and did a program out there. It was like a fashion styling program and it was during Milan Fashion Week and it was really, really cool. But I realized the creativeness and the eye for style, you can't learn it. Right. You, you, it's something just something you, just you have, have and yes. you practice it. So I'm like, okay. So I went back home, ended up moving to L.A., being like, I want to work for a celebrity fashion stylist. Got a few internships, did that. After I did that for a year, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Like, I think I just like styling myself. But I was like, maybe I just put it on the back burner. And so after I quit, I was like, oh crap, I'm going to have to move back to Utah because (laughs) I'm not making enough money. I'm such a failure. And then I landed a marketing job with a company. And so I did influencer marketing. And after seeing all of it, how it works, brand side, influencer side, negotiations, content creation, the images I was seeing, I was like, I know I could do this, Mm -hmm. but I know I could do it better. I know I could be Because you knew the ins and the outs of it. Yeah. I'm like, I could do it. Like, these pictures, like, yeah, they're cool, but I know I could, like, step it up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that for the whole time I worked there, which was three years, and this was in L.A. I was living in L.A., and I kind of hit a plateau with the company I was with, and I decided to pick up and move. And so I ended up back here, was doing social media consulting, and after a year of it, I just, like, kept having the push to, like, just do something on your own. Just do it. Just go for it. Because when I moved back, I started taking it more seriously. I met Rachel. Our visions aligned. Mm. And I'm like, let's just, let's do like, let's be cool. Let's do like the fashion stuff, but like put our own spin on it and be, be more like editorial, but still, I don't know, have fun and not mm-hmm. take it so serious. And so we started doing that. And I'm like, I think that I could make this work. And before I went full time, like a month before, I'm like, how can I make this platform my platform more than just pictures? Because I know when I look at someone's picture and I'm like, I could never capture that picture. Like mm-hmm. the posing, the lighting, like I just couldn't ever do it. And that frustrated me. So then that's when like the behind the scenes came into play. Okay. Because you're trying to show people how you Yeah, I'm do like, it. I want to, if I'm going to be on this app and I'm going to be full time, I want to be, like, as human as possible mm-hmm. because it's so surface-leveled sometimes. Right. 
And I just am like, if I'm going to be working for home, from home by myself, like, I need more than just surface level. I need, like, interactions that are more than, like, oh, you're cute. Or right. cool picture, you know? So what inspires you to kind of get some of this content and kind of, like, come up with it? So I literally am, like, always looking for inspiration. Okay. Even if I don't realize it. Like, today in yoga, we were cooling down, and we were, like, in this weird pose. And I was, like, by the mirror, and so I, like, looked over, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, this could be, like, a really cool pose for a photo. Okay. And so, like, something like that. I try not to go to Pinterest often because everything's kind of the same. Yeah. What you see on Pinterest is what you see on Instagram. Right. But books and music okay. and even quotes that I see that I think are funny. Sometimes Rachel and I will just, like, drive around. This is usually how our photo shoots work. We drive <laughs> around. And we see a cool location, and we're like, oh, yeah, let's shoot there. And I just have my car of, like, random clothes and just pick what works best. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's never really planned. No. It's never really planned unless it's, like, like my one today that I posted. I literally just posted it. It It's for kind of Valentine's week, but I had sunglasses. And last week I was like, I kind of want to be Jewel some sunglasses. Like, I think that would be really fun and make it into a Valentine's post. So that, okay. like, those types of things are, like, somewhat planned. But, like, posing locations, those usually aren't planned. Just spur of the moment. Yeah. That's so cool. So what is kind of your future goals with all this? Um, my future goals, well, I want to keep the platform educational. And my short-term goals, like this year, I guess, short-term, I would love to speak on panels and to people mm. and just encourage people like they can do it mm-hmm. and kind of talk about like the behind the scenes and like why I started it and any like help that I can offer as far as like creative. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would love to travel more, but the platform in a whole, like I want to continue the way that I'm going and figure out a way to make it more educational and more creative. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Just figure it out day by day. Um, but day by day, yeah. So you said about talking about panels. I think that'd be really cool just because, you know, I've thought about doing, like, workshops and stuff yeah. like that. Of you, of, like, someone like you coming in and being – I think it's – like I said earlier, I think it's really cool with all of the things that you've dealt with with self-esteem and yeah. stuff. But then you're still so good at what you do. Thank you. And I think that that's important to kind of share with people. Yeah. Like, you can still – work and be creative and do these things even, even when you, you don't have, have the confidence even yeah. though if you don't have the days that you want that you feel beautiful but you still can use that for something positive yeah and I think that's just it's so it's such a common thing for people to feel that way yeah and so I think it's definitely inspirational on giving people advice on that thank you, you know yeah so with your mental health and everything you said you've been to therapy and all of that um you know you said you take it day by day but is there anything specifically that kind of helps you? Do you journal? Do you, is there anything specifically that kind of helps you when you're in those moments? Yeah, so I journal here and there. I used to journal a lot. I don't know why I stopped because everyone that I talk to that's like in a good place actually journals. Yeah. Journaling is so big. My husband's been on my case. He actually bought me this <laughs> the other day. He's like, you need to start journaling because I used to journal like crazy. And yeah. then I just, like you said, kind of just stopped. Yeah. But you could that's like when your best ideas can come oh for sure I think that's yeah yeah when I'm having those hard times I my friend we met actually we are random roommates when I moved to LA to go to fit them okay we both kind of been struggling with just like where we're at and life in general and so this is it's kind of silly but mm. it's it's really helped a lot Every night we'll text each other three things we're grateful for that day, whether it's like a bad day or a good day, and that's been fun. It could be like even random things like the other night I texted her Diet Dr. Pepper because like I got one the other day and it just like I made know, you better. My yeah. <laughs> if not that, like I, I'll try and take a breather. My dad lives up in the mountains, so I'll go up there and try and disconnect for a couple of hours, like not get on my computer or my phone, or I find myself when I'm having a really hard time is just being with family. I wasn't around family for a long time, Mm -hmm. and so, like, being around my nieces and nephews, it just kind of brings, like, the reality of life is, like, this is what's most important. Mm -hmm. And And sometimes leaving and moving away and stuff makes you realize that. Because I definitely did. I didn't move to New Mexico by myself at 17 to realize, like, I like my family. Like, I want to actually be with them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that we all get into 
places sometimes where we're really down and sad and negative, but there's so much to be grateful for. And so mm -hmm. I just try to remember that. And I know it's easier said than done and everyone's going through their own stuff, but I think that we have more to be grateful for than we realize. Hey guys, so quick break. So if you came to my podcast launch back in August, you saw one of the vendor booths from the lovely ladies from Clone Apparel. The founder, Alex, was actually a guest on episode 10, Darkness Before Dawn, which was about suicide prevention. They specialize in apparel for every booty, men and women. I can literally go from recording this podcast to the gym to picking up the kids from school and never have to worry about them moving, scrunching, and showing my booty. They are squat proof, moisture wicking, and did I mention super affordable? I'm talking nothing over $40. You can find them on Facebook or on Instagram at Clone Apparel. That's K-L-O-N Apparel. And the link to their website is in the bio. If you use my discount code, Candle in a Dark Room, one word, you will get 20% off. So make sure you check them out because I know you'll be obsessed too. Mm -hmm. So, And when you're kind of in these places and you're looking at all the things that you're grateful for, are you open? Like, do you talk to people about it? Yeah. Um, like when you're not just your best friend, but like when you're having those bad days or are you kind of more that kind of holds it in? And I used to be one that would hold it in, not even tell my parents. Mm. But since last couple of years, I have been in really low places and got to the point where I'm like, I need to tell someone in my family, mm -hmm. family, not even friends, like mm -hmm. someone in my family, because I'm not going to do anything like I didn't have like suicidal thoughts or anything but like I was so sad mm. and like not myself so it's taken me a long time to be somewhat open I mean I'm almost 30 so what 27 yeah. age 27 is when I started being more vulnerable with my own family wow. but I am pretty open like if someone like a random stranger were to like I don't know we were at 7-eleven and got into a deep conversation like I would not be afraid to Tell them where I'm at in life or, like, what makes me sad or if I mm -hmm. am sad. I do keep very personal things to myself. Okay. And a few people, and especially just, like, in the world we live in and the Instagram world, like... That's I, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Kind of those boundaries of how do you decide, like, what is too much and what's too little? Yeah. And if so, like, how do you not let those negative things affect you? And that was kind of my next question, like... Being an influencer and being on Instagram all the time, I think in this day and age, people struggle so much with social media and how it affects their self-esteem and this and that. You said earlier, it doesn't necessarily do that to you too much, but when you do see those negative comments, you do, yeah. do get that. How do you kind of deal with that? So with the negativity that comes, the comments, the DMs, fortunately, I don't get them very often. Okay. I don't have negative comments every day. They come more into my DMs, which for me, I'm like, that's such a cop-out. If you're going to be rude, put it on my feed so yeah. everyone can see it. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, they don't want to be attacked, so instead yeah, they'd rather exactly. do it. When it first started happening, I had a hard time. It took me like, there was one incident that happened. It was so crazy, and I was sad for like two days. Mm. Yeah. But then every time it happens... Weirdly, it just gets easier and easier. Because of, like, so is it something that someone, like, says negative about you? Yeah. Or okay. they're just super, super rude. Okay. Um, some of them were body shaming DMs. Oh, after wow. After I had posted, like, my body dysmorphia stuff. You did get some negative I did. Feedback. What I do now is just honestly block. Because I'm like, if you're going to be negative, whether it's in my DMs or my comments, like, you're probably doing this to other people, too. Right. And I just don't want it. I don't want it on my feed. I don't want it in my world. So you don't want that energy. No. You. Yeah. So I usually delete and block. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? They don't know me. Yeah. They don't hurt. Like if they were to see me on a the street, they wouldn't say it. Yeah. If they knew me personally. Nobody they would say wouldn't it say it to your face. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of just like the a cute girl messaged me the the other day, and she was like. I really want to go public with my feed because I feel like I'm creative and I could do it. But I just am so scared of the negative comments. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so sad. It is. That is so sad. And I just told her, I'm like, look, you are passionate about it. You have something to give. You know that you're creative and you're confident. Like, just do it. Yeah. 
if you're getting hate, you're doing something right. Yeah, there's people always jealous. A hater. <laughs> people want to do it. I'm like, just block them. Yeah. Block them and know that, like, you're good enough, you're doing your best, and they don't know you. Exactly. Yeah. So you said you go to yoga and you work out. What are other, like, coping skills that kind of help you in your day-to-day life? So, yeah, the working out stuff. I'm a music person. I yes, I was going to bring that up, too. So she came out with a song. You guys need oh, to okay. check it out on her page. I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, I was totally not expecting oh that. Gosh. And I was, like, mind blown by that, by the way. Like, I could not believe it. And that so I thought that was super cool. was to literally try and be confident. Like, Had you never, like, sung in public or anything before? I sang, like, in church in, like, high school or junior high. Okay. But since, what, seven, 16, seven, no. Like, at least over 10 years, nothing. No, nothing. That and is I, crazy. Yeah. Never been confident in it. And then I dated someone who was a singer, and I was just like, I'm never singing again. <laughs> ever. And then my friend was like, I feel like you can. And I'm like, no, I can't. And he was like, I heard you humming. And I'm like... I can't. Like, humming is a lot different than singing. <laughs> like, let's just do it. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. Like, this will build your confidence. Like, just do it. And I'm like, okay. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Well, ever. it was, like I said, I would have thought you'd done it for years. Oh, they, they had, like, a video and yeah. everything, and it was, like, totally professional. Like, I had no idea. So I thought that was super cool. Thank you. So you said you, so you listen to music? Music, yeah. I really like, like, the calm music. Do you meditate? I have tried. Okay. I've tried so hard to meditate. Well, those of us that are, like, naturally anxious, it's so hard. My mind is totally, the inner um, monologue in me is, like, going yeah, like crazy. Yeah, I'm like, I have to do this. Did I turn this off? I got to do this. I got to call this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, all over the place. Ugh, so meditating is not for you. I need to learn because I hear, obviously, amazing things about yeah. it. I'm like, if I could just even, like, two or three minutes of meditation, why can I not do it? No, I don't I know how to shut it. my mind off. I don't know if you've seen the thing that's been going around social media about the inner monologue. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so it's, like... I have to find it, but it's, like, scientifically proven, like, something came out, they did, like, a research or something for it, a study, and some people don't have an inner monologue. And so, like, I was going to, like, do a whole thing about it because I'm, like, mind blown about it because my inner monologue does not stop. Like, it's literally constant. Why is that not me? Like, <laughs> right? I feel like life would be so much easier. But then at the same time, it's like, for people who don't, like, what's in their head then? Just, like, rainbows and butterflies? Yeah. Like, that's so weird to I me. I guess both would have its pros and cons. But, like, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I was totally, like, reading the comments and stuff. People are like, yeah, I felt like when I'm thinking, it just kind of is just, like, what I'm looking at the moment. Which is so weird to me. And I'm like, no, I, like, literally wake myself up, like, almost out of my own sleep because my mind does not stop. Oh, yeah. It's, like, constant. Oh, same. So I, I just thought the it was so The moment I'm up, I'm, and even when I'm dream, like, my dreams are wild. Yes, like, I have, I talk to myself while I'm dreaming. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. It's oh, so, so funny. Okay, oh, so yeah. meditating is not your thing. Yeah, it's so not what my else? thing. Are you yeah, religious, or what's yeah, kind of so, your higher power? Yeah, I am religious. Okay. I'm a church, or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. Um, I grew up a member. I've had my ups and downs. I'm pretty active. I go to church, so that's good. Sundays Is that a big help for your kind of mental health and your yeah, inner peace? Yeah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you are a member and you're single, you'll understand this anyone who's listening or maybe you have friends I don't know (laughs) the age that I'm at and being single in this culture and the church is really hard yeah and I try to go to church for church and for like the spiritual aspect but I go to a singles ward and a singles ward I mean it's full of everyone who's single and I feel like a lot of the times people are just there because it's a singles ward and they want to try and meet someone and they're Mm. trying to get married like so sometimes it's really, really hard for me to actually go to church because I don't feel the spirit as much as I would like listening. You more just feel the pressure. Yeah, I feel the pressure. And sometimes I feel the spirit more just like taking a drive and listening to my church music. Mm, but like by yourself. Yeah, so it depends. Like one week I'll go to church and be like, that was so awesome. Like everything I needed to hear. And other weeks I'm like, I'm not going. I'm going to go on a drive, mm-hmm. listen to a talk or listen to music and just have that quiet time. have the quiet time and kind of reconnect with God and just like this the spirit I yeah. guess 
So you said about being single. So I think it's so funny because, you know, I kind of, ha- I had my dad grew up in California. Yeah. My family, he's there. So I spent like all, you know, most of my summers there. And I remember going and that was my first, that was the first thing. Well, how, are you LDS? Are you married? Like those are the first questions I get all the time. And so I even like, I think living in Utah already is that pressure. Oh yeah. If, well, you're held and you're not married and you've never been married, you don't have kids and you're not divorced yet. Like what's, what's going you? on? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like what have you kind of just been focused, have you been focused on yourself and your career? How has that whole thing happened? Yeah. It's so crazy. I feel like... I think living in L.A. too, I think, totally helped because it kind of distanced you from that. L.A. was so different, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, church, going to the singles ward there was so awesome. Everyone is there because they want to be Mm -hmm. there, and they don't feel like they have to be there. And I can't... I guess I can't say that for everyone here. Like, I know... I'm just being a little bit bitter. I know people go for the right reasons, right? right. It's just very different here. Right. I it's a lot more closed-minded, I think, here. Yeah, for sure. I didn't date a ton in Los Angeles, but I did end up dating someone for a couple of years, and it just was less pressure. It was less pressure. Yeah. When I moved back here, I really struggled, and I still struggle. I feel like because I'm almost 30, there's, like, something seriously wrong with me. That's how people make me feel. Well, I saw that you had posted something about your family because you guys did, like, family pictures or something like that. And you're like, I – or I think it was around Christmas or something. You're like, it's hard because it's just me. And you feel like everybody else is coupled up and has their partners and then it's just you. Yes. Luckily – I mean, not not luckily because I don't want this for her, but my mom is single. Okay. But even then, like, I know she feels it. I know I feel it. Like, it just kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. They all go to their in-laws, and then it's just us, and we're like – it's just – I mean, all the time in memories, like, you want someone to share it with, right? And it's like, I know that. I know I want to be married. I know I want to have kids. I want that. I don't have it, so I don't know – you don't know necessarily what you're missing out yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, so when people say things, I'm like, I know. Like, clearly I know I'm <laughs> single. I want to be married. Like, thank you for pointing it out. Thanks, <laughs> you know. Sorry, I got so totally sidetracked. No, you're fine. I was just asking, you know, kind of how that makes you feel of, mm. and dealing it, with that. Yeah. Honestly, kind of makes me sad. Okay. But I've tried to change my mindset a little bit. Like, I do go on dates. I do go out. I'm not very open about that on social media. That's what I was going to ask you because I know you obviously keep things privately. Are you more open, like, to dating and things like that then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I date. I go on dating apps here and there. Don't like them. <laughs> I, how is that? Because I have never done that. And oh, I my gosh. They're so even. crazy. They're, I mean, it's when you work from home and you don't, you're not in school, you don't go to an office, it's like, where do I meet people? So, like, they're great. I'm okay. just bad at them. And I get scared. And I'm like, how do I know? I don't know. It's just How does scary. that keep you social? Because I feel like working as a full-time influencer, you're, you know, like you said, you're at home all the time. Yeah. And you don't go to work and you don't have that everyday, you know, communication with people yeah. and interaction. So how do you kind of keep yourself social? Because especially because you have those anxieties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's been really hard to adjust, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, like this past week... On Monday, like, I went and worked from my photographer's house. On Mm. Tuesday, I went and worked from my friend's house. And I'll go work from my mom's house. Um, You try to go different places. I try and go other places just to just get out of my house. Um, I'm not very good at being social. Okay. I feel like I've been better the last few months of being like, no, you need to go out and just, like, hang out with people and have that interaction. But when it comes to, like, oh, this party's going on, or this, I just, that's just not my thing. You're more of a homebody. Yeah, more of a homebody, or like an intimate group, Mm -hmm. and not like big crowds. I mean, I'll do it, I don't have an issue, like it doesn't give me anxiety or anything. I just feel like I'm just too old for that kind of (laughs) stuff sometimes, but then it's like, girl, you're old, but you got to find somebody, and you're not going <laughs> to find someone at we're, home. We're only 30. That's still so young. Uh, but yeah. I'm kind of the same way just with the whole social thing. I think it, it's harder as you get older. Like, yeah. And it's so weird. Like, um, I went out with my friends the other night, and it was, like, the first time in literally months. Yeah. And my friends always give me so much crap. They'll text me, like, let's go to dinner. 
I'd rather just like stay home yeah. and like do nothing. You just become so much more antisocial. Yeah, it's but amazing. I think a lot of that has to do because we are on social media all the time. Yeah. So I think we feel like we're constantly yeah. communicating with people and constantly having sure. interaction. But then it's like, wait, how long has it been since I've actually like been face to face with somebody else other than like my husband? You know oh, what I mean? Exactly. And so that's kind of how I totally see that being yeah. rough and kind of getting lonely sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely lonely. I have figured out a month ago I was like what you just said you're communicating with people all day but I'm like not face to face like I need to put in an effort Mm -hmm. and I have two roommates and so like that's nice but they're also homebodies so like we are we're hanging out with each other and like we'll go get dinner and bring it home or like some people come over here and there but like I feel like I'm being social because like (laughs) they're my friends and they're there but it's like the same three people (laughs) yeah yeah so I don't know I uh I don't know being social is really hard. Yeah. Unless, well, and I'm just tired. I know. I was going to say, well, you're constantly like, girl, you're going from like yeah. morning to night, like yeah. all the time. So I yeah. do not blame you. Yeah, yeah, that would be super overwhelming. What's some advice that you can give others to kind of be more self-confident mm. in finding who they are? My advice would be... Do things that make you uncomfortable. Definitely step out of your comfort zone. I know that's like so cliche, but that's Mm -hmm. when I have learned the most about myself. Mm -hmm. Whether that's like when I picked up and moved and had no friends. You have to go make friends and you learn a lot about yourself. Or whether that being more vulnerable with someone, whether it's a friend or a relationship, be open. And for me, that's what I did the last couple of years with my family. And I feel like it's helped me a lot because they're there for me to give me the confidence that I need when I don't have it or to be like no you're totally wrong call you you're out killing it. it get out of your head mm-hmm. be confident you know they call you out on your crap right so be vul- more vulnerable so hard step out of your comfort zone do things that scare you here's the thing you know this I know this like life is too short mm-hmm. with what's going on with your dad yeah um, it can I change don't, it yeah it. yeah and me being stuck at a desk job I'm like no, like, life's too short. If I don't try something that I want to do, like, I'm going to be so sad and I'm going to regret it. Life's too short to be unhappy. It's too short, yeah. It's easier said than done. It's yeah. so hard. If you're not a confident person, it's so hard to find that confidence. It is. But find that one thing you're confident in and just build off of that. Right. You were confident in being creative and now look yeah. at where you are. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. What about with, so like, social media? So give me a little bit of pointers on okay. how do you kind of build your audience and I know you do the creative contents and stuff is it something that you're doing literally like you're doing videos 24 7 do you pre like you said you don't really pre-plan the shoots but do you pre-plan like your content how does that work so as far as content so I shoot like once maybe twice a week okay so I get all of the content in that I can sometimes it's only like two posts which sucks because you're in like a creative funk Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be six but as far as, like, planning out what the week's going to look like, I don't do that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a procrastinator. So, like, the morning of, I'll, like, figure out what post looks best with my feed. Okay. As far as building your audience, I would say consistency, mm. relatability, and educational. Um, like informing them with Informing them with something. Things. Whether it's quotes or something to, like, get them through the day. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, like, a Photoshop tutorial. I think that's what I like so much about your stuff, too, is because... It's all this creative pictures and stuff, but then every once in a while, you know, you you put in this, like, really deep yeah. thought, and I think that's awesome, because yeah. that brings people to be like, oh, okay, so it's not just pictures. Yeah. It's not just a face. Yeah, she's got sure. feelings, and it brings, mm-hmm. like you said, relatability to people, and I yeah. think that's, that, that's huge. Yeah. Um, so I'd say those things are most important. My other piece of advice, because I get this question a lot via DM, is like, I want to be... I hate this word so much. Like, I want to be Insta-famous. Like, I want to, like, have a lot of followers. And my response, I always have to, like, take a second to, like, not cool off, but, like, okay, they don't know. Right. But it literally is so much work. Mm. So if you aren't passionate about it, if you aren't passionate about creating or inspiring or, I don't know, if, like, you're a food blogger, you want to be a food blogger or travel, whatever, it takes so much work. Consistency. Like, you eat, sleep, and breathe it. Mm. And if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to go anywhere. 
And you're also not just going to, like, instantly make all this money. Right. You're not going to instantly get all these jobs. You're not going to instantly get all of these followers. It is something you build over time. And if money and, like, fame is your goal, goal, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. So, like, whenever you're kind of in those moments of, like, funk, what do you do? So, like, like, if you don't have any, you know, you have to keep going, like you said, consistently, like, all the time, you have to keep doing it, but, I mean, what do you do when you're kind of just, like, Like, when I'm out of content, or, like, like just, like, mentally. in your head mentally, because, like, that's kind of sometimes where I go, like, I will be really, really good, and then I, all of a sudden, I kind of just, like, lose it, and then I'm kind of gone for a minute, Yeah. yeah, so how do you kind of pull yourself out of that? I need to remind myself that... Don't take yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. If you don't post for a day or two, it's fine. Right. Keep them updated on your stories. Be real with them. Be like, I'm struggling. Help me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do when you're feeling like you're going to have an Instagram breakdown? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just get your audience involved via stories, but don't worry about, like, the feed. So that's, for me, I'm like, okay, if I take a break from the feed, casually put stories up just so, like, they know I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone will give me some sort of advice that helps me. If not that, I literally, I won't get on. Okay. I won't get on Instagram. I'll just work on, like, emails or sit down and, like, write a list of props I want to use. or Ideas. Yeah, ideas like that. Or literally just take a break for the day. And then be like, okay, tomorrow's going to be better. I got to get back on it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world. Right. This is just a job. It's fine. No, and I think that's what you kind of got to give yourself grace, like yeah, with it sometimes. That like you, yeah. it's okay that you're not always like twenty four seven. Your brain's constantly yeah. going with ideas because like, that's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And like talking, I have a lot of creator friends, and we all go through it. And it's like, oh, this picture is so sucky. It's not cool. It's not fun. There's no movement. It's so basic. And it's like that's fine sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you it's can't. Okay. I'm trying to remind myself because I'm the same way. You can't have something that is so incredible every single post. Yeah, it's just you don't like, need something super extraordinary like every single post that you yeah. do. Like, and my friend Taryn, she's so awesome. She's yeah, she has awesome. like a good. I call her too. <laughs> yeah, she has a good head on her shoulders. Where she's like Paige, like your outfit right now is so bomb. You don't need anything else. Yeah, like it's fine. Just be. I mean, it's gorgeous. Sometimes that's it's good simple. enough. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't need to be doing something crazy every single post or like a crazy location every single post yeah well I, that was my next question is how do you, do you i see that you're friends with like her yeah Taryn, mad maybe. yes yeah. mad maybe i can never remember her name yeah and all these other influencers do, are you really good at like reaching out to them if like you're kind of in a funk and yes. struggling yeah there's some people some creators i don't talk to about it mm-hmm. i've learned which ones are really good at picking me up as I say, you probably have to pick ones that you'll actually, you can, tr- like, actually yeah. trust. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of creator friends, but there are a few that I'm, like, legit, like, would do anything for best friends. It's just, like, we met on Instagram, but... And they have only, like, good intentions for you. Yeah. They yeah. have only good intentions for me. They want the best for me. My wins are not their losses. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, too, is I think people think that it's a competitive world. Yeah. When it's, like, it really isn't. Like, there could be so So many. many. There's so many. There's enough room for everybody. And I think that's what intimidates people sometimes. Well, I don't really want to do a podcast on that because there's already someone who does that. It's like, well, okay, but there's something that you can bring in that's unique with every, you know, even if it's the same topic as everybody else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I just pick and choose what creators I reach out to and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm really having a hard time today. My numbers suck. Just tell me I'm going to be okay. Give me some advice. Just yeah. tell me that, like, I'm meant to do it, and we're going to move on. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Right. So. Just that pick-me-up that you need. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we finish up, I have two questions for you. Okay. What is some one of, like, big thing of advice that you would give your younger self? Oh, man. What would um, you tell her? I would tell her. This is such a hard one. I would tell her that... I know that you are stressed a lot and you're anxious, but, like, you're a go-getter. You're going to do amazing things. Like, you just that. you just have to believe in yourself. And I think that goes for every aspect of life, whether that's, like, relationships, career. I think that would probably be 
the biggest piece of advice is just like don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. Yeah. Okay, and then last question is, where do you see yourself in five years? professionally and personally okay professionally i hope to still be doing instagram okay do you want to like you said extend that in any other way other than like the you want to do the panels and that kind of stuff all kind of connected to it yeah so i eventually want instagram to be right now it's my main source of income Mm -hmm. i would love it to be like my side hustle Mm -hmm. i have some things in the works in my brain and physically in the works like a collection, I'm thinking about starting like a sweats collection, a loungewear collection. And I saw that thing yesterday yeah. that you posted, and I was gonna, and I was looking at it yesterday. I was gonna tell you, like, girl, I if I'm either in my leggings or sweats, like 90 percent of the oh, time, yeah. like I this is you're very lucky that you're jeans. seeing me in jeans oh, right yeah. now because I mean, I this never no happens. On, but they feel like sweats, and I also want I'm I'm probably gonna start like online courses, webinars, whatever. Like you said, there's so many people who do it, but I'm like. There are going to be some people who want to hear it from me. Yeah. So I might as well just try it. But I would love, I don't know what it is, but I want my brand to be more than just Instagram. Instagram fall is like my side hustle. Have you thought about designing clothes that like, you said sweats, but yeah. like being a clothes designer um, and doing that? I haven't thought about, there's only two things that I've thought about. And that's loungewear mm. that like you can wear out. Because, like, I would, still there's cute. some sweats that I even wear, like, when my friends go dancing, I'll wear them with, like, <laughs> tall booties, and, like, I'm so comfortable. Which I like, love, right? It's, like, it reminds me of the J-Lo look. Like, yeah, I love that Jenny like, from the block. <laughs> Hailey Bieber. She's yes. straight up goals. Yes. Um, And I've also, like, I am such, like, a pantsuit person. Okay. I would rather I wear, like, big oversized pantsuits that are, like, classy than, like, a dress. Yeah. So those are the two that I've been playing with, but probably loungewear because, like, everyone wears, most everyone wears loungewear. Probably start there and see where it goes. I I literally, five years, I have no idea. I just hope I have something that I've built outside of Instagram, but that is still aligned with, like, my brand. Yeah. Cool. Well, and then what about personally? Personal. I would love to be in, like, a good mental space. With my body. Mm-hmm. This sounds crazy, but I've had friends who struggle with the same thing as me, and they've gotten pregnant, had kids, and it's just really hard on them. Even being pregnant, they're like, it's just really Because it makes really it worse. Hard. Like, yeah. you, you, you don't, you don't get choice. your body back at all, you know? So then yeah. you kind of have to learn how to live with your new body. Yeah. And, like, even while being pregnant, like, you feel all of these emotions, but it's like, you have to be that way. You have right. someone growing inside of you. So I'd love that to be a thing. I would love to be married. I'd love to have kids, at least one. At least one married. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I am excited to see your, you know, how your future goes and to keep following you along. And thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Talking about all these different subjects. It's so awesome. um, You guys, make sure to follow her on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? It's Paige Arminta. Okay, Paige Arminta. How do you spell Arminta? A-R-M-I-N-T-A. And then Paige. P-A-I-G-E. Perfect. And also, if you guys would like her for any speaking gigs or anything like that, DM her. I think is your email attached to that. Yeah, my email's in my bio. Awesome. Well, um, thank you again for sitting down with me. You guys have a good day. Make sure you follow at Candle in a Dark Room on Instagram and Facebook, and we will talk to you guys soon.